Blog Talk Radio.
Well, hello, 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 and welcome to the sixth month, my goodness, as time flies, of June in 2022. I thank God for each and every one of you that has joined us via the World Wide Web uh, for blog talk, those that have called in those that are going to listen via the archive. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining. This is Cecilia. And I'm not going to, uh, you know, uh, prolong the service. I'm just going to go ahead and, Father God, we repent for sins of commission and omission. Every deed said or done that has not been pleasing in your sight. On this fifth day, in the month of June, in the year of 2022, God, we surrender all to you. We give you our all. We repent for anything that we've done, said, conceived in our heart, whatever, whenever, wherever, over here, over there, wherever, God. We thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your redemption plan. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the elders. We thank you for the youth. We thank you for the children. We thank you for those that are unborn and those that are um, even thinking to get married and procreate to do the things that you called us to do, so you said to be fruitful and multiply. We thank you for that. And we even thank you for those that are parents to those um, that are nieces and nephews and to the neighborhoods and those that are parents to the people in the churches. God, we thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you for all of the graduates of 2022. We thank you for those that are getting ready to go to high school for the first time. We thank you for those who are getting ready to be seniors in high school for the first time. We thank you for the babies that are going to be one years old this year for the first time. We thank you for those that are getting married for the first time. We thank you for those things that you've given us for the first time. We thank you for those that accept Jesus Christ in their life as their Lord and Savior for the first time. God, we thank you for those that are um, even being healed and delivered and set free from this COVID that tried to wipe out a nation and wipe out a people and wipe out a world. We thank you for all of the things that you're allowing to be um, not only invented, but are calling um, people to a place of unity because of the sickness, because of the pandemic. We thank you for all of the people that were called to pray that had never really before, or even those that came together and prayed corporately and individually. We thank you for what you're teaching us and what you've already taught us about prayer. We thank you for how you've taught us how to love even the more. God, thank you. Thank you, thank you for everything. I cannot thank you enough. I pray for all of the servicemen, whether they're servicemen that are policemen or servicemen that are in the military or servicemen that are first responders. I thank you for the teachers, every teacher, teacher that's in the church, in the classroom, in the neighborhood. I thank you for the teachers that you've sent to this sick and dying world. I thank you for the wisdom that you've given so many. 
For you said if any man lack wisdom, let him ask, and you would give it liberally. So we thank you. We thank you for the preachers. We thank you for the bishops. We thank you for the fivefold ministry, those that have accepted the call and encouraged those, God, that are being depleted during the call. Teach them how to refresh and how to be revived through your word and through your Holy Spirit. Thank you for all of our family, our associates, our friends, and we even thank you for the foes. God, those that are sitting around, standing around, wherever they are, that are reading us as an epistle, cause them to see you, God. Not merely us, but to see you. And thank you for everyone that supports Smile 3E. Thank you for everyone that supports any ministry that follows after Jesus Christ, follows after your word, God. We don't take it for granted. We count it an honor to follow Jesus Christ and to have our minds and our hearts transformed to the hearts of Jesus Christ because he is our access to you. Thank you for showing us your love and your heart and different nations and different tongues. And thank you for your faithfulness once again, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So I'm going to, um, if Minister Sheila is allowed to um, share with us at the end of the program, I'm going to allow her to do the announcements and things of that sort. I'm going to go ahead and get into uh, what God has given me. I had wrote on Facebook on June 2nd, around 7 p.m. Greetings, everyone. During prayer yesterday, I was overcome with greatness and a floodgate of tears because I asked God, why does he always, and he told me why, and I am so humbled and thankful. Wow. I think he's going to allow me to share his response to me. And saints and believers and soon-to-be believers or even doubters, he did. And that's what we're going to talk about on today. And I pray for your patience, and I pray for your prayers. And so the first thing I want to talk about is we all realize, in this case, I'm going to talk about me, I realize that God is my source and how and why I choose to ask, to ask continually and constantly repent when I notice sin in my life. And even if I do not, I find that I'm asking God to forgive me for known and unknown sins, sins of commission, omission, and more, because all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory, according to Romans. Third chapter 21 and 26 that declares in the Amplified Version that, but now the righteousness of God has been clearly revealed, pendently and completely. Apart from the law, though it is actually confirmed by the law, that the words and writings of the prophets, verse 26, this righteousness of God comes from faith, comes through faith in Jesus Christ for all those Jew and Gentile who believe and trust in him and acknowledge him as God's son. There is no distinction. Verse 23. Since all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God, 
verse 24. And our being justified, declared free of the guilt of sin, made acceptable to God and granted eternal life as a gift by his precious, undeserved grace through the redemption, the payment for our sin, which is provided in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly before the eyes of the world as a life-giving sacrifice of atonement and reconciliation, our propitiation by his blood to be received through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness, which demands punishment for sin, because in his forbearance, his deliberate restraint, he passed over the sins previously committed before Jesus Christ, crucifixion. And then the last verse, it was, which is verse 26, it was to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so that he would be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus and rely confidently on him as Savior. See, I know that there's none righteous but one. I know I have to have a relationship with God. I know that I have to have fellowship with God and his people. And it's something that not only the Bible teaches, but it's something that our mother taught us, our aunts and our uncles. They taught us the word of God. And then in life, we learned through that fellowship and that relationship with God that we must do exactly what the word of God says. And then I'm going to just step away from what we're talking about, but not really, because I want to share something with you that I wrote on Facebook as well. I said, greeting, Facebook family. On this 30th day of the fifth month of May in 2022. So bear with me, those of you that have already read it, and bear with me, those of you who have not read it, and then we're going to get back to it. As my sister, uh, Minister Celia said, I wrote a book. Well, I pray that God would allow me to write a book and that it would be in alignment with whatever he has said or is saying. So it says, I want to share with you an unctioning and instruction that God gave me at the beginning of this year, 2022. God directed me to pray for others, not for myself, but for others. He told me he would have others to pray for me and to trust him. Fellowship and relationship with God is evident when we pray according to God's instructions and leading. Therefore, pray whatever, for whomever, whenever, however, and wherever God say to. For real. I have a question for you. And although I wrote this question on Facebook, I want you to think about it even on today. How often are we, are you, praying for our elderly, youth, families, friends, strangers, colleagues, bosses, slash leaders, and even those who consider themselves our foes. Mm. Say, well, I prayed for some of those, but I can't say I prayed for those foes or those bosses. Or some may say, I pray for my boss and leaders all the time. Or some may say, I pray for even more than that. Prayer is our priceless jewel of immeasurable value that God has given us. So let's pray without ceasing for real. Please consider this saying my mother often and always reminded her children of. Of course, I'm one of them. She said, baby, we are all once an adult and twice a child. Yes, many of us will be blessed to do these things that I'm listening, to wear diapers twice, 
as a child and as an adult and struggle with incontinence to be toothless or have a few teeth that we'll eat and then we'll have to eat pureed or soft foods or even have liquid to struggle to crawl, to hobble, to walk, to need help to get from point A to point B and vice versa. To be misunderstood due to babbling, mumbling, or an inability to structure our sentences and words and thoughts. But a family member, friend, or even a stranger may be present to help others understand what we mean or are trying to say verbally, non-verbally, and in other forms of communication. To have many other childlike tendencies and natures, etc., as well. Please remember we are we can bank on and trust that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit would always understand our moanings and groanings and utterances and thoughts, especially when we pray. And more even when humankind misunderstands us, perverts what we are or have communicated or done, God always knows the true intentions of our hearts. So keep on praying. Keep on believing. Keep on standing on and declaring and decreeing that God hears every prayer that we, that you pray in words, that you write, that you sing, that you think, and more. Because we are to pray without ceasing. We are to pray according to God's leading, and it's for his glory. In Jesus' name. And then I said amen and amen. Amen. And I put Minister Sylvia's name, Minister Margo, Minister Sheila, Servant Pastor Troy, Prophet Antoine, Dr. Serena Wright, Elder Tony and Minister Ron, Elder Tony Howard, um, the Prophetess Bettina, uh, Minister Denise, Reverend Sharon, Minister Gidget, Reverend Lawrence, Minister Brandon, and so many other great men and women of God. And I even said to others, because, of course, I didn't have time or the room to write everybody on because it would have taken a lifetime. Now, remember what I said at the beginning about Jesus. So we remember that sin is sin and that God has given everyone a substitute that he paid for any and all sin that we have or would ever commit, and his name is Jesus. He's already paid the price for all sin. So when we accept Jesus into our lives, he's there because he's not only there because he's our Lord and Savior, but he redeemed all of our sins. But, 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 I'm not talking about people that have not accepted Jesus. I am not talking about people that have rejected Jesus and the redemption plan that God has given us. I'm not talking about those that don't want to confess their sins, the sins in their lives, and they don't want to uh, repent. I'm not talking about those that want to give uh, some things to Jesus but not all things. I'm not talking about those that do not want to make Jesus their Lord and Savior. I'm not talking about those that want to ask for forgiveness but don't want to give it. I'm not talking about those that have agreed to be a part of Satan's team. See, when you don't agree with um, taking Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've actually agreed to be a part of the enemy's camp. So sometimes people disagree with me when I say I'm going to take one for the team. Sometimes people disagree with me when I say that Jesus took the one for the team, that will be the ultimate gift was when he died on the cross for us. And so I want to talk about taking one for the team, even when it's taking one for the team for money. Well, then you may say, 
uh, you're going too far right there. Someone um, said about me, they couldn't agree with that, to take one for the team when it came for their money. Well, then I say to you that money is your God. Money is your Lord. Money is your Savior. Money has taken the place of God. I'm not saying that God does not give us money to pay bills because he's given me money and income to pay bills in the past and even now. I've had people to owe me money in one digit, and I've had people to owe me money in mid and upper five-digit ranges. They never apologized. They never attempted to pay me back. But God told me to forgive them and to let it go. And so I said, God, but it's not that I gave it to them because I had it to give. God, I gave it to them because they needed it. And God, you want me to forgive them? And God said, yes. So many may look at you and misunderstand why you say take one for the team and why you use money as an example. A lot of people will make people their God. They will make situations their God. But more people will make money their God. So when people misunderstand you because they've made money their God, some people have taken their families to court over money. Some people have murdered their family over and so-called friends and associates over money. Some people have divorced over money. Some people have not given a person a chance because of money. Some people have been like the crab in the crab uh, bucket that are pulling each other down instead of pushing each other up because of money. Well, God is perfecting me when it comes to dealing with forgiveness and dealing with him perfecting me. So allow God to perfect you if you have any any unforgiveness or anything that you have in your life that you've made a God. Because whether you believe it or not, the Bible talks about manna and how people have made money their God. So if the Bible talks about money being a God. Obviously, it's a God. To read about the things that God hates. So it says, what is your God-given commentary on these scriptures? This is my question to you. I'm going to read a few scriptures, and I want you to tell me what is your God-given commentary of these scriptures. I'm not saying what it means to me. I'm saying what does it mean to you individually? A little sleep, a little somber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief in scarcity, like an armed man, a troublemaker and a villain who goes about with corrupt mouth, who winks maliciously with his eyes, signals motions with his fingers, who plots evil with deceit in his heart. He always stirs up conflict. Therefore, disaster will overtake him in an instant. He will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, haughty eyes, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. My son, keep your father's command. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. Remember I talked about our mother, once an adult, twice a child. It's one of her teachings. 
Bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. And when you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you are awake, they will speak to you. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light. Correction and instruction are the way to life. Keeping you from your neighbor's wife, from the smooth talk of a wayward woman. Do not lust in your heart after her beauty or let her captive with her eyes. For a prostitute can be had for a loaf of bread, but another man's wife prays on your very life. So is he who sleeps with another man's wife. No one who touches her will go unpunished. Just think about that. Those are scriptures, and they're part of Proverbs. But I want us to know, with all that that was written, it talks about the things that God hates, and that's an abomination, and that's detestable to him. But guess what? It's not all. Because you can read throughout the Bible and even find out about other things. These scriptures didn't talk about the practicing of homosexuality, but we know the book of Leviticus talks about how it's an abomination. So remember, even unforgiveness is a type of abomination. Because the word of God tells us that we will be measured by the same measure that we give forgiveness. The word of God reminds us that can God forgive us if we can't forgive others. So remember, we have to forgive family, friends, church folks. Everybody's talking about church hurt over and over again, non-believers people that did us wrong, people that God allowed to do us wrong. Because many times those things are a lesson for us. Many times those things and those people that God himself has already forgiven. So if God has already forgiven them and we don't know if he has or not, are you going to take a chance on not forgiving? Mm. When God says he can't forgive us if we don't forgive. Yet God still blesses us. Even when we're walking around with unforgiveness in our heart, he still answers our prayers. I've learned that the grace of God and what he allows is far-fetching to what I could ever understand. God will know that you have unforgiveness in your heart, still bless you, still protect you, still cover you, still answer your prayers because of love, because of his wisdom, because of his grace, because of his mercy, because of the prayers of others. God will always be your ram in the bush. God will always be your ram in the bush. You can come to him any day, any time, and he still blesses you. I'm talking about those that have confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Still be the captain of your salvation. He will still be your strong tower. He will still be your protector. Yes, yes, yes. Even a saved believer still struggles with certain things. And some of those things could be related to unforgiveness. Even a Saved person that grew up in the hood, that lived and went to the war zone, 
and those that are dealing with war zones in their life in general, those that are always being misunderstood, those that are always first to help somebody else, those that are being called somebody's angel. Apostle Sandra Thomas years ago called me her angel. And God blessed me to go to him to ask him, why did she call me that? It wasn't that I, per se, uh, was an angel because I was doing what the word said. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory. But he said, because you're willing to allow God to be your God and to use you to help her. And because of whatever he tells me to do or say or go, I try to do it. He said it's because of your willing heart that you've done things to help even when you needed help. Well, on this past week when I was talking to a minister, Sylvia, and someone said to her, they can't get with me and my forgiveness and taking one for the team when it deals with money. Said to God what I said earlier. God, does that person know that money is their God? Do they understand that the personal journey with you, God, is not about my journey, is not about their journey, but it's about their journey with and in you, God? Well, some people are yet fighting against the prick, forgiveness, when it comes to their money. Why? Because they haven't given their money to God yet. When you give your money to God, he'll show you how he's answering your prayer. When you say, God, you said that you wanted me to give 10% and then you have some people that will give 30, 40, 50, 60%. God, whatever you want me to do with this money, with this income that you give me, I'll do it. Why does God have me talking about money on today? Well, those of you on the World Wide Web, some of you have made money your God. Some of you have made people your God. See, when you When someone asks me about my interpretation of this or that, I go to God and I say, God, can you give me the commentary? Can you give me the revelation? Can you give me the interpretation of the sin that's in my life so that I can help this person because they may have been a victim of rape or molestation by the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever. God, show me how to help this person that thinks that there's a formula to answer prayers. God said there is no formula to answer prayers. God said, I answer your prayers because you know that he is the formula, is the answer. His word and his Holy Spirit will always be the answer. And so when you know that the focus of the revivals, when you know that the focus of the word, when you know that the focus of the prayers, when you know that the focus of everything that you're doing is God, he can answer your prayers because you haven't made it a formula. I have prayed prayers from books that people have written, but I always prayed them knowing that that person was not um, the source. Although God had given them 
the ability and the revelation of prayer, I knew that it wasn't them. It wasn't a leader. It wasn't money. It wasn't a job. It wasn't a spouse. It wasn't a child. It wasn't a friend. It wasn't anything else. It was God. He was the source. And I remembered how when I went away to the Army and I reenlisted and how I missed out on so many things and I was practicing unforgiveness towards myself. I did not say others, but towards myself. I could not believe that I had joined the military and was staying in it all those times, and every time I reenlisted, it was for money. They were giving me five digits and more. But I kept reenlisting for the money. I was missing out on birthdays and weddings and bursts and dinners and lunches and watching the children grow and sitting at the feet of the elders. And I was missing out on the privilege of so many things as God allowed me to travel the world, to learn new languages, to experience new cultures. But yet I was still longing for my family. I still missed my family. Even when I went to Europe and South Asia, North Carolina, South Carolina, various parts in America, God still protected me as I was living as the prodigal child, having riotous living just running here and running there for the money. But he never stopped protecting me. He never stopped blessing me. He never stopped reminding me of what had been birthed and imparted and embedded into me through the spirit of repentance. He never let me forget that when I prayed, that I could pray in confidence, that he heard me. But the difference of it then versus now is every time I prayed, if I feel or I feel an unctioning to that my prayer is not about confidence and assurance in God, I check myself and I say, God, it's this boldness and assurance that I'm feeling when I pray. Is it pride? God, I want it to be about you. I don't want to be uh, walking as I see so many people walking and praying and with their head up with such arrogance and pride until you can tell it's all about them. They're saying, look at me, look at me when I pray. And, and, and you can see the difference of the people that pray, and they pray with humility, and, they, and they're humbled, and they're overwhelmed with joy because they know that the source is who they extol. They know that the source is who they exalt, and that is God. It's not arrogance. It's not selfishness. It's not them being put on display. But it's about God. It's about his son. It's about his Holy Spirit. Then you understand that that access to God, that access to answered prayers, that access to Jesus who's sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercession for us is because of who you're focused on. You're focused on God because he's given us the greatest arsenal we could ever have. And that arsenal that we have is prayer. It's not about us praying about what we need or what we want. It's about us having an intimate relationship with God so that we can have confidence in this intimacy with God, that we know that God and only God is going to answer our prayers. Yes, the enemy gives us stuff that looks like it's the answer. He can do that. But the end thereof is going to be condemnation. It's going to be hell. But when you get to a place that you can meditate, and be intimate with God when you pray. It's more than about a feeling. 
It's hard for me to describe it. But when you get to that place of confidence in God and you know that it's not arrogance, but it's insurance and confidence that your prayer is being answered because of a redeeming God, because of a faithful God, because of a God that said, I'm going to do just what you said. His word says you have not because you ask not. And now to have confidence that what you're asking for, he's going to do, it's because of that relationship. When I asked my mother for something or when I asked my father for something, I knew that they were going to do it if they could. That was an assurance and confidence that I had in my parents. But even the assurance and confidence that I had in them doesn't measure up to the confidence I have in God. I wrote on Facebook during prayer and meditation this morning, I heard God say many of the strong are weak right now and are crying out for help. So don't ignore their cries. They truly need you or us to undergird them in prayer. The prayers of the righteous avail us much. Pray, people of God. Pray in Jesus' name. A spirit of suicide and murder is on the prowl, but the archangels of God are postured and ready to protect. Later that day that I wrote this on Facebook, someone called me in a panic and in tears, and they said, pray, just pray, please pray calmly said, I am praying because they had uh, asked me to pray. I began to immediately pray, but I was praying in a soft, low voice, and I was praying in assurance and confidence that God was hearing my prayers, but yet the person couldn't hear me, so God told me to pray louder so that they could hear the words that he was unctioning me to pray. So many times we say that we're praying, but we're not. And many times people need to hear us and the words that we're praying as we're following the unction and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the song that Doe sings. It's called When I Pray. Let me share this lyric with you. She does say, well, yeah. And it says, I'm carrying all the world on my shoulders, and it's gotten too heavy for me. You know I ain't no Hercules. Life moves on. Stuff breaks down. People fall off. Got to find a way to get over. Got to find a way to get through, break through, hear you. Struggles, they they last. But as time passed, it's been one thing after the other. Oh, I don't always know the right way. No, I don't always know what to say, but all I know is something happens when I pray. I know I can get through when I pray. I know I can reach you when I call your name. You're never too busy for me. You're never too busy for me when I, oh, I found myself at the end of the road looking for it, and I I see a fork in the road. Hell, if I know which way to go. I feel so alone. Life is so, so cold. Oh, I am not very eloquent in speech. I don't always know how to sound holy when I speak. Papa told me something happens when I pray. I know I can get through when I pray. Oh, I know I can reach you when I call your name when I pray. You're never too busy for me. You're never too busy for me when I pray. I know I can get through when I pray. I know I can reach you when I pray your name. You're never too busy for me. You're never too busy for me when I pray. I know you will never leave me dry. It's not in your nature to turn away when the humble pray. When I cry, I know you will never leave me empty. It's not in your nature to turn away. From the humble when I pray. I know I can get through when I pray. Hey, 
Yeah, I know I can reach you when I call your name. Oh, when I call your name, you're never too busy for me. You're never too busy. You're never too busy for me when I pray. I know I can get through when I pray. I know I can reach you when I call your name. Oh, you're never too busy for me. No, no, you're never too busy for me when I pray. I know I can get through when I pray. When I pray, I know I can reach you when I call your name. When I pray, you're never too busy for me. You're never, never too busy when I pray. I know I can get through when I pray, when I pray. I know I can reach you when I call your name. You're never too busy for me. You're never too busy for me when I pray. Then at the end of the song, telephone beeps, and it says, hey, doe, dad here, just thinking about you. Baby, I just want to encourage you to remember the privilege you have to approach him, to walk right up to him and get whatever you need because something happens when we talk to God. And then he said, love you, sweetie. So declare and decree on today. This with me on today and every day. Say, yes, Father, God. Thank you for answering my prayers. Thank you for giving me what to pray prophetically. Thank you for giving me what to pray as a forecast. Thank you for the word of knowledge that you give me in prayer. Thank you for teaching me how to pray of and with your wisdom. Thank you for the prayers of comfort and more that you've given me for your glory. In Jesus' name, when I pray, I know you always hear me and that you Always answer my prayer. I turn it back over to Minister Sheila. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sorry for my absence. Kind of busy already this morning. So we even open the door. But Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the apostle for bringing on this message knowledge, encouragement, and wisdom, and to let us know no matter what it is, we can pray to you, God, our Father, Son, Christ, Lord Jesus, and he will lead you, and you will lead us the right way. I just want to thank you, and thank you, God, and thank you. And I just want to say the lines are open to each and every one of you for the testimony, words, announcement, encouragement, or whatever the Lord has blessed you to say. The lines are open. Amen, 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 amen For today's lesson There was so much there There was so much that needed to be heard There was so much that needed to be said To remind us the power of prayer It was so much that was taught on today For us to remember to remain calm When we know who our source is when we know how to reach our source, even in the time of need, we have to remain calm. But it's also something said that really touched me to be known to be able to have someone that not only can help you get a prayer through, but is able to get a prayer through. I thank God for the word on today. Amen. This is Minister Sylvia. Thank you, Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright. Is there anyone else? The lines are open. I just want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in this morning. I just want to say, Lord, I thank you and thank you for blessing us all and to lead us into another day, a new month, a new year, and to bless us and keep us to understand you are the one 
Just want to say again, the lines are open. Anyone have anything to say, the lines are open. Okay, just want to say thank you, thank you. I want to thank God for my family, for my bloodline family, also my spiritual family. I just want to thank God for blessing all the young men and women that is graduating from high school, grade school, preschool, or just graduating another day of life. I want to thank the Lord for bringing my latest grandbaby home and to keep her safe, although she has to be on a hard monitor and oxygen. But, Lord, I know you can bless her and bring her up out of this so she don't have to walk around with these machines because I know you have the life that can bring her up and to bring her the right way to bless us and to keep us all safe and to bless all the ones I know and I don't know. I just want to say you can tune in to each and every Sunday morning for Let's Talk for the possible uh, elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser and also um, the time would be 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., uh, 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Monday nights, which is blog book, book and Facebook, blog, I mean, excuse me, which is blog and Facebook. But uh, I am shopping iron with Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is Facebook and Blog Talk, excuse me. Uh, and I think this Monday, I'm going to need help on this because I'm at work, so I'm kind of not really into it. But I think this is the uh, first Monday night, which will be Dr. Serena Wright. Uh, which is a mighty powerful woman of God that can teach and to help us get along with the word of God and to teach us and understand. And on Friday night with Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright and Prophet Antoine Thomas, which is at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is Facebook. I'm going to jump in because Minister Sheila's phone is breaking up. So she was saying how tomorrow um, it's going to be Iron Sharpening Iron. With Dr. Serena Wright, and that's at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then you can also join on Friday when it's um, Minister Sylvia and Prophet Anton, and that's at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's with Let's Talk. And um, this will probably be um, Prophet Anton's um, Friday, but if he's not available, we do know that they tag team, and so we thank God for um, Minister Sylvia always being available or making sure someone is available in order to um, fulfill um, that particular calling of God on Friday night. So tune in on Sunday mornings, tune in on Monday nights, and tune in on Friday nights. And remember, the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And so this is uh, Minister Margot's birthday um, weekend, and I am so sad that I wasn't able to get there, but I need a, a, a longer notice so that I can try to get plane tickets and whatever because I'm not close by. So just want to say happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Minister Margot. Happy birthday to you and many more to come. So we're going off the air right now with A Quiet Place by Pastor Troy Thomas. Bye-bye. <laughs>